The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Beyond and hello and welcome to IGN's weekly PlayStation show. I'm your host, Max Scoville, and I'm joined once again by my good pals, Jada Griffin and Brian Altano. Howdy. Beyond. 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 Happy, uh, I believe the title of this episode is Tryptophan Hangover Episode, and it's, you know, the week after Thanksgiving, and we're all a little bit, little bit rusty getting the, getting the wheels turning again, just in time to hit the brakes once more for, you know, the other holidays. Um, do you guys have a good, good time off? You play anything, play anything good, do anything fun? Jada? I played so much stuff over my little short break. It was my my game playlist was like a Thanksgiving platter of just different things where I played Talos Principle 2, Mega Man Battle Network, Atlas Fallen, Remnant 2 DLC, like Super Mario Wonder, just the whole gambit. I just I was just I just played a little bit of everything. Nice. That's that's good. I think I intended to do that and then those those plans more or less evaporated. Brian, what about you? I played a lot of Super Mario RPG, uh, which I loved. I finished it, uh, which is not a uh, PlayStation game, but it did get me thinking about how there should be more. Like, let's take a thing from 20 years ago, give it like a slightly nicer coat of paint and just put it out without kind of mucking with it too much. Um, I saw there was a sale for DuckTales Remastered, and it reminded me about how that game uh, dropped the ball in terms of like remaking a, a game I really, really loved growing up and then just adding a bunch of kind of like needless features and bells and whistles that detracted from the overall experience. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that sort of like, like, here's the original, here's what it looks like here. And uh, you can play it now and it, it feels modernized, but it's still like at its soul, a, a vintage game. There was that, that Gargoyles remaster they did recently, yeah. which was, yeah. I mean, I think a really cool idea. It works especially well with the sort of, you know, there's all like 16 bit Disney games because you can, you know, there's there is a hand drawn style guide to refer to. But there's something there's still something a little bit wonky about, like, seeing the animation be that rigid. Yeah, I agree. It feels very like flash gamey, you know. Mm. Um. Anyway, we got some stuff to talk about. We're going to do a very silly thing uh, later on. We're going to talk about the Game Awards categories that uh that everyone else is too much of cowards to do. So we're doing them here. We got some real good ones. We got some real some best audio get out of town best game who cares we got some real <laughs> special ones we're gonna get into that uh but first there is some stuff to talk about of course as always i think like last episode we're like we're recording this in advance so if anything big happens sorry about that the big thing that of course happened literally the day after the episode went up is the last of us part two remaster officially got finally announced and 
Uh, I'm. I feel like this is one of the the best ways that this has been handled so far this generation. Um, uh, well, the, the actually, what's interesting so, is that the story the story leaked ahead of time, and I think the knee jerk reaction, given what we've seen from uh, re releases, was that this is going to be like a straight, you know, seventy dollar, you know, four four K PS five enhancement. Um, and then the official press release came out with video and everything. And it's like, oh, no, this is this is actually like if you own this game already, this is a great deal. Like this is about the best way you can. Po I mean, no, the best way you can do this is give it out for free. Right. But they're charging ten dollars yeah. for the upgrade. And I feel like that's the, the ultimate way to kind of like meet people in the middle on this. Yeah. So, I mean, like, compared to what was it? It was uh, Spider-Man remastered and Ghost of Tsushima where there was this whole like weird like weird thing of like where you owned it and where you bought it and it was yep you had to basically just like squint look at the press release and try to figure out if you owed them 20 bucks or five bucks but either way it sort of felt like it again it felt like you were paying uh you were paying what like 15 bucks or 10 bucks for just just visual and, and audio in, improvements whereas mm -hmm. this actually feels like a proper special edition the the big addition is they have a roguelike mode called no return which kind of sounds it, it sounds awesome um I, I don't know if I'll mess with it because it also sounds terrifying, but like that's I feel like something that people are totally gonna, you know, totally get into. Um I'm just hoping I get a room with two rat kings. Oh, I want, good I want God. to have to fight two rat kings at once. Man. You know what? If anyone can handle it, I think it's you. I think you could Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Such an I awesome, would I would think that they awesome would just design. they would just fight each other and just leave leave you out of it, but I don't know. Uh yeah, in terms of like value, if you look at I mean, I did a whole video, I guess what last year about uh The Last of Us part one remastered which was uh or was that a remake i mean i forget what we it was were a remake about. yeah it was a remake a, yes a remake and on that, one. that was a 70 dollar game that didn't really have any new modes or anything like that added to it there wasn't really cut content or anything uh it was also available on the ps plus collection at the time like in its uh remastered form so the game mm -hmm. originally launched and then got like the kind of ps4 up res version a few years later one year later yeah, a year later, and then and then got the yeah. full on PS5 remake, um, and that one that that one stung like for seventy bucks. That one, that yeah, one that stung. sucked. And also, we'd already we'd already had it once. Like, yeah, we'd already had the you know oh the PS4 version is the is the best version. And again, that mm -hmm. was that I think that added enough enough feature that added what like photo mode and it looked like noticeably different. Like it looked impressive. a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, then the sort of I don't know. Yeah, part part one was like, I think if that had been. 40 or 50 bucks it would have been a different story but full on 70 for a game that a lot of people already bought twice felt it just you know that stung uh yeah and this this in this case i don't know it doesn't seem that bad and also shortly after this thing got announced it went on sale which feels very yeah. this this doesn't <laughs> dare i say it this doesn't feel like jim ryan era sony like this is <laughs> you know it's it feels kind of generous uh so in addition to the, the roguelike thing which is which is cool um that feels like a kind of getting like um re4 mercenaries vibes from it like mm -hmm. you know it's a it seems like a very you know arcadey approach to you know how to take it on uh, i also love that they, <laughs> they added free play for the guitar and i think there's gonna be like other instruments which is yeah, just think, and like i think there's other ways to like uh augment the sound and stuff like that i don't yeah, know exactly i don't remember the exact what they're adding but a bunch of ways to mess with the sound and have fun with it you can get pedals uh, there's a there are like a whole bunch of videos out there of people playing the uh mm -hmm. guitar sections and like playing full-on songs and like 
I, I like the idea that like you can just load that up from the title screen and just be like guitar mode. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean that's, that's great. it's it's brilliant. I love it. Um, it, it shows that they listened to their they they listened to what their community liked. Like yeah, it may have yeah. been a small section of their community, but it's something their community obviously grabbed onto, and I'm glad that they invested the resources and to make it making it even better for that like reading reading this list of stuff that they added for this and i think at this point we're kind of used to there being like okay they added dual sense features okay mm. the graphics are better like there's a certain amount that you you it is the bare minimum for taking a game and dragging and dropping it onto a ps5 and charging anything additional like there's mm -hmm. that's we expect that that should be the case it should look better obviously uh, but to be like, there's also unlimited guitar. You're like, oh, okay, that's I didn't expect. There's also roguelike mode. Oh, sure, why not? And so it it feels yeah. like it feels like DVDs back in the day, where it'd be so like, the thing oh. is here is that like I, I feel like all of the stuff they're adding uh, had to happen because when you put the two versions side by side, the naked eye cannot tell. <laughs> like again, mm. like if we'll we'll have them running in person eventually, but like like everything i've seen of like these two games side by side are like it's the most tiniest minuscule slightly bigger upgrade and i'll say it again like once we see them running once we're playing them we have controller in hand we've got the dual sense going like then it, i think it'll make a lot more sense but these modes are doing a lot of the lifting because i it the side by side is less impressive than what when we saw the last of us part part one remake right yeah mm -hmm. it's it's weird that I mean, I guess it makes sense because that you know, at the tail end of a of a console life cycle, there's a you know bigger install base. But like, I don't know, The Last of Us uh, remastered. That seems like I don't know if maybe they sat on The Last of Us a little bit longer. It could have been like a cross gen launch launch title, uh, in the same way that you know, The Last of Us Part Two came out what twenty minutes before the PS5 dropped. Like they, yeah, it, it, I was so just ready to be like, no, I'll wait, I'll play it on PS5, and like you know, ultimately, I think I, I think I wound up playing it there but it was like there's that feeling of it, it it's not a it's a ps4 game still like there's not that it doesn't do anything you know extra special yeah. um, i don't know i dig this i think i we get these you know we get this stupid like pre-order pre-order bonusy uh you know collector's editions or like special editions or day one edition whatever it's called and it's like it's it just feels like it feels like cheesy kind of like swag bag stuff mm -hmm. but i i have like a soft spot for the proper like a proper re-release of something that is like that really kind of looks back on what people liked about it and you know doubles down on that and this this feels like you know this feels like a you know a two disc steelbook dvd yeah. that you'd get of a movie that came out five years earlier you know it's like oh hey it's the you know the the gold box blu-ray of, of lord of the rings trilogy like that kind of thing where it's just you know they took the time to make something that people would actually want to collect as opposed to just being like here's some crap pay yeah. more the uh the loss no go for it jada Oh, I was going to say, uh, you know, it's I know a lot of people like initially had that knee jerk reaction of being upset, like, mm -hmm. oh, why aren't we getting this for free? We got to pay for this. Honestly, for me, I with everything that's included, like ten dollars, it, it, it's like an, a ten dollar upgrade. That is like nothing. Yeah, um, we have spent a whole lot more money on a whole lot less value when it comes to games or upgrades or whatever. Um, you know, we've seen other games, Mortal Kombat is in trouble because they're selling fatalities for like 10 bucks um, or 20. Uh, yeah, I think the, the Halloween one was like 15 or something, right? Yeah, and they had exactly. A, they had to do like an apology, make good and give out free skins afterwards because it's like, 
you can get I mean, the the whole value conversation is always weird with mm -hmm. games because it's like how much is something worth if you can finish it in three like i was talking about mario rpg before right like that's a game yeah. from like the early 90s that you can finish in 15 hours and nintendo selling it for 60 bucks so like not the best value for or best bang for your buck but like in terms of just getting an upgrade here and an excuse to replay this game again for 10 bucks with all the extra content like i feel i feel good about it the the, mm -hmm. the knee-jerk reaction i think was because like naughty dog's been kind of weird since this game came out because they put out a remastered or a remade version of a old ass game for 70 bucks and then they just repeatedly kicked their multiplayer mode uh Mm -hmm. or sort of like big factions expansion type thing down the line and like no one really knows the status of that there was rumors that it was like canceled or like kind of like getting sidelined for a bit um and in between those things they launched a tv show which is cool but uh like people were kind of like when's the next story from you guys and so when this thing leaked it was like no not that we don't want that mm -hmm. don't do that <laughs> um but then the full picture became more clear and like mm -hmm. i i don't know i'm i'm cool with it and that's a fair criticism for fans to make to where like sure we seem to get a lot of more remasters than we do original things from naughty dog um and if we were to get a remaster of something jack and daxter um fans would be a lot more happier to see something like that instead of you know something that's so recent in our minds um yeah. but also i get it like it's been what three years now since last of us two came out it's actually not that it's not that bad of a timeline for a $10 upgrade um, on something. And like I said earlier in the show, like Last of Us 1, when they, that PS4 version came out the year a year later, like it was, I believe it was June yeah. of 2013, and then it was July of 2014. Um, so like, it's not like there's no precedent. We've also gotten tons of Uncharted, you know, uh, remasters and remake not the, remakes, thing, the but... thing i really like here and it's i guess there's a, a nice parallel with uh with rockstar uh which also you know gta yeah. 5 came out and then 20 minutes later it was out on ps4 and it was like you got to move your stuff over and pay it buy it buy it again um they just recently made some headlines because uh one of their one of their old devs who'd, who's been gone from the company for ages was like blogging about you know just behind the scenes stuff from a million years ago and they i don't think it was like a cease and desist but they were like we don't like that and he was like oh fine i'll delete it and I don't know, I hate I hate that we don't get more insight into how things are made. And so like the fact that there are like deleted levels with with director commentary in this this new thing like that is, again, like DVD special features in the best way possible. I'm, I'm super mm -hmm. into that. Like I like to know how things get made. You know, I want I want more stuff like that. And yeah, it's I don't know to have that to have that added level of like making of featurette type of stuff paired with you know, if, if you're going to repackage something like throw in some, throw in some scraps, throw in some, I like, you know. I, I like the lost levels naming too. Cause you know, if you couldn't tell by, by this far <laughs> into the show, I'm a, I'm a big Nintendo fan. And I remember when uh, Nintendo put out the lost levels, which was uh, super Mario two in Japan. And it was like too tough for them to name it that in America. So they put out the weird vegetable Mario two, but the big thing they added in super Mario brothers two in Japan was like evil mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh The nice. Last of Us has that already. Like, that's the whole plot <laughs> of the game. This is perfect. I don't know if anyone at the studio put that together, but I like that. It to me, it feels like a little a nice little nod. No, that great. is really that is really funny. Yeah. I also I, I don't <laughs> think I ever made the, the connection. Maybe we've talked about this before, but like the fact that it's like, oh, the most the again, weird, weird parallels between like Mario and Last of Us this year, where they both had like amazing adaptations that did really well and we're like oh crap like video games can work mm -hmm. in other mediums great and they both had like 
uh, well, s- sort of, sort of new games, I guess, at this point. But they also, and we also got that uh, Pedro Pascal SNL Mario Kart. That's right. Yeah. Last of a short. But yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, it is funny that it's like about this working class dude fighting mushrooms. Like it's that's yeah. an odd, odd element. Um. Anyway, moving on. Speaking of things that got left on the cutting room floor, they had a big old fan extravaganza event here in san francisco that i i didn't go to but tony todd did go to it uh the voice of venom the candy man himself and there was a panel where he was talking about spider-man stuff and said that insomniac only used about 10 percent of his venom dialogue in spider-man 2 which doesn't surprise me i yeah i i feel like venom you know, now that we're that thing's kind of in the, in the rearview mirror a little bit, I, f- I feel like we didn't get enough Venom in that game, considering oh, how sure. yeah they used Venom as a big marketing thing. In in no, in in hindsight, I'm I'm pretty surprised at how reserved they were with him as a character in terms of the pacing of the game. He didn't really show up until like second half, last third officially, and when he was there, he was there. So like they mm-hmm. once he was once he was like fully ingrained in the script and in, in the gameplay and everything like that, like. Yes, awesome. But yeah, it took a while to get to that considering, you know, he's on he's on the statue and everything and you know, they they made such a big deal in the marketing and all that. Um but you know, they obviously had to give other villains some some space there too. But yeah, I do wonder if this means like we're going to get story DLC that's more focused on him or mm-hmm. uh like even a a full-on sequel, like a full-on spin-off Venom game would be awesome. Like Max and I were talking about this yesterday and how like you could totally drop it into the Insomniac engine, but it would be weird because like, is he going to like get phone calls and listen to podcasts and stuff like that? Like maybe <laughs> like he's not going to go to his like aunt's house and clean up. Like there'll be a lot of stuff in there that doesn't really make a lot of sense, but no, he would go find... to his, his like studio apartment and eat a whole frozen bag of bagel bites and then go yeah, to a fancy go, restaurant, eat lobsters. Eat out the of the lobster. tank. <laughs> <laughs> you guys you see the, you saw the latest exploit for somebody breaking the game to get out and just do regular like side missions as Venom. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's crazy. awesome because they, they patched that it. specifically because people found a way and then people were mm-hmm. like, nope, found another way. I love when people yep. do that because this, this is a console again. This is not even like people are using PC mods and stuff like that. Like they're just yeah. like, nope, going to keep doing that. Got to get Venom on a bicycle or whatever. <laughs> Stop patching it. People are having a great time. It's like... I understand the first patch because I guess it was like permanently corrupting save files, supposedly. Yeah. But, um, so hopefully this newest one doesn't do that. But um, let's hope. We'll yeah, I don't know. It's that's just. Uh, yeah so again uh tony i also i love that this is from tony todd who basically sort of like leaked the release window from a bathtub initially yeah. and then mm-hmm. was like i was probably t- fever dream tired or something you're like all right man uh he i clearly has just a complete ferocious disregard for non-disclosure agreements so <laughs> you know he's like oh there's stuff where he you know he's in recorded lines for scrap scenes when miles morales hit the symbiote which is like okay i'm down that's a that's a an angle that i'm you know curious about mm-hmm. i still just i don't know i kind of want I kind of just want Eddie Brock because he's just like an unapologetic asshole. Yeah. And yeah. And to your point, Brian, about like, would he listen to podcasts and like, yeah, he, I think he would, he would, I think he'd be into like, uh, I feel like he'd be into Rogan, you know, like, and then Mm -hmm. he'd also probably just talk to the symbiote a lot of the time. Like they'd have like long chats while they're just Mm -hmm. swinging around. And then they also feel like he would be, I feel like he would be all about J Jonah Jameson's. I feel like he would like call. Oh yeah. He would call (laughs) him. I love that. You gotta go find. You gotta go find a payphone for no reason. It's like, why are you using a payphone? Well, he would like wreck. He would like wreck something and then call in and be like, "That no good Spider-Man made a mess again." And it's like, man, this is not good. 
I want that. I want to just frame again, like Eddie Brock's not even in that universe, I don't think. And then we're just mm -hmm. like, yeah, make him make him do prank phone calls and frame Spider Man. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. Um, all right, moving on. I think it's time we started getting uh, into awards season. I think you know, obviously, uh, there's the so game awards. It's around the, the corner. Year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're gonna be IGNs. We're gonna be the IG, doing the IGN awards very soon, having all sorts of fun stuff about that. Ultimately, it's a bunch of pomp. It's very silly. It's all made up. Uh, w whether or not a game is released in any given year is just a completely arbitrary measure of time. And uh, I, you know, it's still fun. So we mm -hmm. decided we'd have a little bit more fun with it and do the game of the year awards categories that nobody else is doing, AKA the Beyonce's. I thought that was a good, I, I don't know if we're going to get sued or not for that, but anyway. You're going to get sued for that. I'm okay, not. Well, no, there's a D in there. It's the beyond. Say. The beyondles. Is that, okay. no? Okay. Um, it's going to be yeah. a D for defense when you're on the witness stand for that one, because you're going to go to jail. Yeah, going to jail. <laughs> Whatever, I'll get to meet Beyonce. Uh, but no, so we wanted to just pick a bunch <laughs> of wacky yeah, categories. Totally yeah, worth it. We get to meet Beyonce's lawyer. Do crime, and yeah, you get to see them in court, and they sign autographs on restraining orders or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we got, we got up for here already. She's got nothing going on. She's going to go to court against a PlayStation podcast. I Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, this, I. I want to first shout out like Mega Sixty Four used to always do like the dumbest Game Awards categories videos, and I that I think kind of definitely planted a little bit of a seed for that. But I wanted to sort of walk a fine line between completely wackadoo off the wall categories, but also stuff that we kind of did stop and think about a little bit. So let's let's start things off with the video game food that we wanted to actually eat the most. That's the name of the category. Best best performance by a food in a computer game on the PlayStation this year. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a handful of nominees, but we also would really love to help. Uh, we'd love to have some some help from our our, our fine viewers and listeners to uh, not just not just vote on what we've got picked out, but also submit some ideas of your own, whether that's you know mm -hmm. uh, nominees or or just categories. We run a very loose ship around these parts. It's a real uh, it's it's just a real uh, squiggly schooner, as it were. Uh, I'll be putting some stuff up in the PlayStation uh, Facebook Beyond group, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, but definitely, in the meantime, before that goes up, feel free to submit stuff if you if you beat me to the bunch. Yeah, Did you say but, plate state plate station. Plate station. Yes. We're talking about food. Yeah, yeah yes, exactly. Plate, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, the the nominees that we picked so far for the video game food we wanted to actually eat the the most of the the twenty twenty three. Uh, First, Thirsty Suitors, which had a bunch of awesome, uh, you know, South Asian cooking stuff. I thought that had very action-packed uh, cooking sequences. Uh, on a similar beat, there's also Venba, which was uh, much more chill in its in its cooking, but also really put your, I feel like, your memory to the test in terms of what you were making. And I, again, uh, I think I, it's it's really weird that there's two games that both taught me a lot about, like, South Asian cuisine. I wasn't really, mm -hmm. that wasn't on my bingo card this year. Uh, pizza possum. We talked about that a bunch. That, that possum likes to eat not just pizza, but other things too. All of the food in that game, mm -hmm. I thought was looked succulent and delectable. Looks so good. Baldur's Gate three has a lot of great food and then a lot of rotten food. I think we've all mm -hmm. probably thought about the. I mean, they got little sausages in there. Got to take good with yeah. the bad with Baldur's yeah. Gate. Uh, and then of course there's a the Spider-Man two wheat cakes, which I think are both like a little bit of a little bit of good sort of fan service to the yeah. classic. Aunt Can I add a write-in vote that I, I just remembered yeah. just to show you how professional this is? You could have just written it in. You're, written it. You could have written it in. You're you're on the run of show, but we'll go. I know, for I know, it. but I, I just remembered it right now, and I'd rather say it than write it. Um, all right. <laughs> the there's there's all this food in, and I know Jada spent a lot of time here. There's all this food in the shooting gallery in Resident Evil Four Remake that the, the you know the merchant has just left for you to kind of like munch on between shooting cardboard pirates or whatever. 
and it's beautiful. There's there's like it's almost I think it's like a paella and there's some bread. Um, there's also that whole dinner sequence in there where you have to, you know, you have to shoot the you have to ring the bell in the right order. And there's a beautiful there's a, a there's glasses of wine and a nice dinner painted on the wall. So, yeah, there's some good food there. Just throwing that out. There. But they, OK, the first one I'm with you. But the second one is just a painting, right? Because there's not the, yeah, so ta what? the table's set, but it's set with puzzles, right? It's not like a, you can't eat the puzzle. No, I are, I think there's dinner rolls on the table. There, I like it, but bread. just rolls, not like, yeah, just rolls. All right, you know. practical rolls. Uh, okay, so yeah, those. I think those are some good. I actually, I forgot about the shooting gallery uh, hors d'oeuvres. Mm -hmm. I think those are that's a that's a shoe in right there. Those are great up, up there. Also, like with Baldur's Gate, tons of disgusting food in that game too, right? Yep. Like there's a lot of like you open, you know, walk over, you open a pot or whatever in a villager's house, and Leon's like, Jesus, what the hell was this asshole cooking? You know, <laughs> work uh -huh. again. <laughs> Nighty night nights. I do have an honorable mention for Remnant 2. There is a whole boss fight where he it's this like over engorging like uh servant of a castle. Not really so and man. you he's like sitting there with a feast and it requires you to eat from the feast to start the boss fight, but this food is rotten like probably years decades old food that is there <laughs> so we should give it an award to. for being succulent and delectable is that what you're saying okay yes yes and if you they have do, how about this if they do a remnant character... prequel to when that food was fresh maybe oh, but i don't know i mean you know what there was no food like that in remnant one to my knowledge i think they had um, all those all those procedurally generated levels i wish we'd gotten some good old-fashioned like super nintendo game levels where it's like a dessert <laughs> level and a cheese level like i don't know <laughs> Like a good um, old, like a one that looks like big Christmas presents, like in one of the old Batman games. Just I, give, I, yeah. A couple weeks ago, I tweeted out a picture of the, uh, there's like in, in one of the Mysterio side levels where you go into like, I think you go in his house and there's like a secret door in downstairs. He has a, there's a pizza in Spider-Man too, right? There's like just a pizza on the counter, but it's also next to a hot dog with ketchup and mustard. And it's just a weird it's a weird combination because like usually people order a pizza and they just have pizza. Nobody is like, all right, I'm going to order a pizza and then have a hot dog. And then between them, we're going to have hot dog condiments. Um, but the pizza itself looks good. So I'm going to give I'm going to give a nod there. I think there's outside of the wheat cakes in Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man's also doing some good stuff with pizza. And I that goes a long way in my book. That's fair. I feel like mm -hmm. we, I just didn't want to give it the, you know, too much recognition because the first one had such good pizza. You know, it did. It's pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, you can't make a, a a game in New York and not have good pizza. That's that's mm -hmm. or hot dogs. You got to put yeah. them together. Um, I have, pizza Possum has amazing food. Oh yeah, yeah. That was I mean that was good because it was all cartoon food and cartoon food is by definition always the most like you always imagine how delicious it would be. What was great about Pizza Possum too is that when he ate it really quickly, he would get huge and then walk mm -hmm. around very slowly. And I think that's an added element. A lot of these games had not considered um especially you know we're recording this in the post thanksgiving week maybe a couple of us put on some pounds as evidenced by the scale i got on this morning and you know i think it's good to have that level of realism in games where a, a, a pizza possum can get a little fat in the gut walking around i respect it i think he put in some good work this year and then also he had yeah. espressos which do help speed things up but i'm glad they that, put that as a so game lovely mechanic. so lovely I, right. I hear real france is just like that <laughs> probably i think it was it set in france or spain i don't no even one know knows. i don't no know i made knows. that up Europe. it's possibly somewhere check Europe. it out it's like uh, six bucks all right so those are our uh, bad food categories if you have other ones please let us know you can hop in the, the beyond facebook group or you can shoot us an email beyond at ign.com our next category oh boy there's some big contenders in this one the things that killed us the most in games <laughs> uh the first one i feel like two of us jumped on this at once but those yes. those little pointy chicken things that would just dive bomb you in star wars jedi survivor 
Like those uh, little guys who would be running around a creek bed and then they would just come at you like a shotgun blast. And it was always when you were just done, like, you know, just fighting a bunch of scout troopers or whatever. And you were like, cool, I'm, I'm almost, you know, I'm going to go heal now. And then one of these guys would be like, whoa, <laughs> just go right in your ass and just you would die. Horrible. I believe things. they're called rockas. If rockas? I remember correctly. I'm yeah, I actually, I, I'm always one for looking up the official nomenclature of a Star Wars animal, but I don't even like these guys enough to do that. I'm not about uh, to do that. The, the amount of times I died to these stupid little chickens after clearing a group of enemies only to be rear-ended in my the back of my ankles after healing to full and dying in one shot was just painful. Yeah. <laughs> so many times, these dang little chickens. It's just... No, were, I, aren't ugh. they in in the Jedi Master mode or what? Aren't they one hit that they they kill oh, you? Oh, they're one. Yeah, on Grandmaster, they're one That's hit KOs. Horrible. One I would. KOs. Why would anyone? How are those people on that planet not all dead? How would they even settle <laughs> on that planet? That's vicious. I think actually, once you get to like max health, if you have like the defense like perks and stuff slotted, I think you can survive one hit and leave with like ten percent HP. But I was not. I'm all about the offense in my game. So, um, in most games, so. I was okay. getting one shot till the end. So flip side, there's also I don't I don't even I can't even say this. It's Swamp and then F word from Lies of P. Brian, I think you wrote that one in. I yeah, people don't like swamps in uh in I forget his name, but I with. just called him the Swamp Effer. He was for for some odd reason and it's weird. Like it like for every Soulsborne or Souls like every conversation with everyone you talk to about these games goes exactly the same way. You name a boss that kicked your ass up and down for an entire weekend, and some guy that you know goes Oh, I beat him on my first try. It was so easy. Uh, but this is what happened with me with the Swamp Effer in Liza P. This is just like, he's one of the more sort of like traditional Souls-like, bloodborne and disgusting monster beasts. Wet, slimy, multiple phases, hops around in his own turds, beats the living crap out of you. Just disgusting, gross-ass, classic FromSoft-inspired creature, right? He's less like mechanical. There's no, you know, um, puppeteer robot stuff about him. He's just a beast. He's just a disgusting bog, bog creature. And man, he made he made he made me throw my controller. He made me like so angry for like a full weekend. And then I killed him and I felt great. And I talked to other people about him and they're like, oh, beat him on my first try. Like, look at this thing. This is like, he doesn't really fit oh, yeah, the theme him on for the rest try. of the game. But you did? No, I, I, I didn't even get to him. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was it was really rewarding because like all the stuff after him is really cool. And he's he's a little too silly to be like super mad at because he's got a huge butt and he's got these dangly googly eyes that like yeah, he look, looks they, like somebody in Cirque du Soleil being a frog yeah I don't like it at all <laughs> yeah like if if you hung eyeballs in your car and they're you know in the uh, in, in the rear view like that's what it looks like up here and they're, they're just like weird little jelly beans or like pomegranate seeds it's hard to get really mad at him you know okay. and he he does grow this kind of like exoskeleton but it's more like crab like um okay yeah i hate this guy but i killed him okay. we should give him an great. award and then it, well, yes. you can go in the swamp and give it to him feed it to him with his little mandibles okay. or whatever uh another uh nominee there's also salazar in re4 pro mode specifically uh-huh another one jada i'm sure you beat uh, salazar on your first try on pro mode always there was a i think there was a thing <laughs> wasn't there was there's was a way to one hit him that i did with after, the golden I, egg you get yeah you the throw golden the golden egg, egg. that's you, right yeah that's, that's right. the way you egg. that's the trick with aristocrats is you just gotta whip a golden egg at them and they <laughs> that'll they, show they just they, the the pain of losing something so valuable all over their face is just enough to shame them to death 
Yeah. Yeah. And I did that. I don't care if it's cheap. It's funny. It's very funny. So I don't know. Uh, Here's one. There's always, you know, that big argument about what the toughest thing in a, you know, in a Soulsborne is. Uh, But I think a lot of players can agree that Lords of the Fallen's toughest enemy was the camera itself. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Toughest boss in that game. I, th- I feel like everybody else in that game was not necessarily a pushover, but like easy enough for me to like not struggle on it too hard. But the camera, I would just like walk out of a room and it would just like lock in a corner and then five, you know, which guys with uh, pinpoint mm-hmm. accuracy from 600 miles away would just like knock me to my death. Now we give, I, I want to, you know, give these, give these guys a, a benefit of the doubt because they have actually been patching like I, I'm actually enthusiastically reading the patch notes for Lords of the Fallen because they're really good at like actually hitting the like they have apparently pinpoint accuracy on the things that are pissing people off because mm-hmm. they I know like uh you know Travis was like yeah the bosses are too easy uh and they were like we made the bosses harder went through and, and you know retooled all the bosses and also those little wizards who would just like you know one shot you with yellow piss lasers from across the map they don't have as good aim anymore and it's like cool you nerfed the piss lasers thank you for that we appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, they've been really good because they also had their new game plus had like no checkpoints, only the manual ones you could place. Uh-huh. Um, and then they're like, this is 
too much. So they took it back, and now each successive playthrough, you get less and less of those checkpoints, those like stationary checkpoints. They take them away as you get through new game pluses. So then you just have to get. They imagine by the time you're on your tenth new game plus run. I think they should do a, a mode where there's one enemy in the entire game, and he's scared of you, and you have to go find him and kick it, take his ass. <laughs> just gotta go. You gotta it's go. Just hide. Him. Yeah, hide, hide and seek. Uh, <laughs> all right. Next to the, the the things that killed us the most, Ghost Runner Two. Your our own reflexes. Yes. <laughs> That's a shoe Ghost in Runner right there. Two is uh, a lot of fun. Very action oriented. I loved the first one. Um, I died. Quite a bit of times, probably a good like 400 times, I'd say, across like the 15 chapters in the first one. Um, the second one is getting probably close to that point as well, just because, uh, you know, sometimes you try to reflect a bullet and you're just too slow and the bullet hits you in the face. So um, I, I, I previewed this at, <laughs> at Gamescom and they had a thing set up where when you started your little appointment, they had your your uh, card. And at the end of the demo, it would say how many times you died and you had to like oh. write your number of shame and put it on this big wall. And there was this big wall next there. It's all like, you know, gate game journals, socket games. And I'm like, oh no. And I did actually okay in the beginning. And then they kicked me off my station because somebody else had an appointment and I was just like tagging along with Stella. And then Stella, uh, I think had to, she, she finished hers. And I was like, wow, Stella, I would have done way better. Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to get, uh, I got a, did not, did not compete complete or whatever. Uh, and Stella, then finally, Stella's up there with Jada and Mitchell Saltzman in terms of just like the pound for pound nastiest pure gameplay will kick anybody's ass. Like I, I that's one of the, if, if any, if we ever got challenged to like a street fight by a bunch of like, like our another website or a bunch of like YouTubers or something like that, I'd be mm -hmm. like, send in these three that they're, they're, the, they're going to take, like, they're good at games. Got, They'll fight well for us. Probably. Who knows? Yeah. If we well, got dojo rushed by like a bunch of guys in the comments section who were like, IGN sucks at games. Th those are the three I would send in to kill. Yeah, they're definitely in my in my party that I uh, hide behind. Uh, and then finally, for the things that killed us the most, the uh, dead batteries and the flashlight and Alan Wake too. I feel like the, oh, those are the real enemy, the batteries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of those I ones that you rev up like it's got like a vroom, 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 vroom. you know those those are like the one you the kind you shake. I'm not gonna do yeah, the no, I, on the screen. But. I got one of those like industrial uh, flashlights years ago because I was like, oh, we live in a state that's like prone to weird blackouts and power outs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And like it's just become a toy that my kid pulls out of like the random utility drawer and just like shines around all the time. It's had the same batteries in it for probably five years now. So Alan Wake, step in the, your like, shit up, man. In the eighties and nineties, well, you had those like you can't big use those, those energizers big energizers like, anymore. That's true. <laughs> yeah, also, it's going like, to die the second I need it. <laughs> you know, the, you know the plastic flashlights, the, like the big yeah. tube ones with the with the white switch that came in different colors that were like everywhere in the nineties. And those took like four D batteries, and then they would die immediately. In I feel 10 like he's, seconds. He's got one of those, and now you know, in the future, we have like LEDs which can run forever on like a, I don't know, like a, a single button cell or whatever like it's single just like moon, moon it's, yeah it's like or that, it, yeah it's like i love how like cell phones break modern horror but like uh <laughs> like the led logic breaks alan wake uh battery logic i i actually really like this um producing for us today tom jorgensen wrote in did alan wake 2 accidentally make a great advertisement for energizer by sticking you with store brand batteries yeah um, yeah, he, yeah. Did, he did he did we've actually <laughs> i mean it's funny because we we use um you know, when we record in the studio, we use uh, lavalier mics, which are like wireless, and they always use AA batteries. And I remember mm -hmm. just early on being like, that seems terrifically wasteful. And then, um, you know, one of the studio guys was like, yeah, except that, like, the second you start using a rechargeable battery, its health starts declining, and you have no way of gauging how long its battery will actually last. Right. Whereas if you mm -hmm. pop in a fresh set of AA's, there's sort of a, you know, there's a known, you know, there's known a known, quantity. yeah, exactly. 
Um, anyway, that's a, a little thanks for coming to our TED talk about batteries. Uh, <laughs> next so up tell, in our tell us what what killed you the most in 2023. Yeah, let us know. Uh, so you can also, if you're just you know watching along on YouTube or whatever, just hop in the comments. Uh, mm -hmm. leave, leave your own either uh, nominations or uh, vote on these, and we'll do uh, a real, real honest, uh, good old fashioned, uh, uh, good old democracy. It'll go fine. Uh, next category: most bizarre ability or spell. Uh, JD, uh, you put down uh, Gold Digger from Remnant 2. Yes, so Remnant 2, after you finish the game for the first time, you unlock this Explorer class. Explorer or Adventurer? One of the two. Either way, the once you level it half, once you get that class level 5, you unlock this ability called Gold Digger, which basically allows you to pull out a shovel and dig into the ground, and out comes a fountain of either health, haste, attack power, or defense. It's just very random in this game uh, that's all about guns and, you know, swords and axes and stuff. They can just whip out a shovel and just start digging a hole, um, even mid-boss fight. So very strange ability, and I give it a shout-out for the name being Gold Digger. I, that was I like that. Clever. Another game where you can whip out a shovel and dig holes and things is, of course, Baldur's Gate. But something weirder you can do in there is cast a magic spell that covers everything in grease. And the, I, I swear, the grease in this game is like one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite mechanics because I guess I just didn't. I don't. I think the fact that the logo of the icon for it is like a little yellow glowing pig, and it's just, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah, it's just very, I, it's very silly. That is my prep work for every fight we go into in Baldur's Gate. Is I take out bottles of grease and I just fling it at all the entry points. So all these people are like running upstairs, covered in grease, to get to me and falling. And we're just pelting them with spells, arrows. Oh my god! I need to do more of that. Throwing ranged attacks. At Needs them, more weapons. grease. Uh, <laughs> also, equ equally greasy, and this is again a, a bit of a, a well, quite a few bones of contention. A real choking hazard worth the the Mortal Kombat one Thanksgiving fatality, which they unfortunately got all mi mired in microtransactions and stuff. But feeding somebody an entire Thanksgiving dinner to kill them is uh, <laughs> especially <laughs> fitting. Um, yeah. Very good. Yeah, back in my day, you know, fatalities only cost uh, a quarter, and you had to go down to the local arcade to do them. And uh, yeah, and sometimes that... they got done against you for that yeah, quarter. So. Exactly, you couldn't even do them <laughs> at all. You just flail around, just and then shrug. I, I love that. I love that. Like not doing a fatality thing where you just like you do like one punch, and then you look at the camera like ah. Uh. Um, <laughs> anyway, and then uh, also in here, the uh, Mega Man Battle Network handle. Yeah, there is so the Mega Man <laughs> Battle Network anniversary <laughs> collection. There's an ability called Candle, and there's three different tiers of it. So there's stronger candles. Um, and you basically plop the candle on one of your spaces on your three by three grid, and it just heals you over time. Um, I don't like this because you know, if you're the, supposed the to be power like of aromatherapy, I guess we, I, I think we know. should get like a maybe like an IT specialist in here because if you are in an actual battle network, I feel like lighting a small candle is going to be very bad for lighting a candle your, inside of a fire networking. or inside of a computer. Yeah, probably yeah. not. What are the what idea. are the benefits? Is if it's like a water cooled machine, it's okay. But if yeah, I don't know. Uh, we should try that on our PS5. Just light some candles in there. See how that uh, advanced cooling handles Put it that. In that new the new uh, the new models disk drive section. Uh, best dressed. Uh, this is a somewhat self-explanatory category, but also you kind of, it's a broad one because you can, a lot of games you can just dress up, such as Baldur's Gate 3. I don't know, mm -hmm. that's kind of all over the place. There's some cool outfits. There's some great some undergarments cool in armors. that game. There's lots yeah. of dyes. You can dye stuff to yeah. make your armors look pretty cool. It's also it like, it's such, a, a bunch of pieces. it's such a pain to find good outfits because I, I want you wind up with like a stupid hat and you're like, well, I guess I'll give it to my friend who isn't doesn't have a hat. And I don't know, like I have a starian dressed like a freaking pirate right now. And I don't know, it's it's... 
it's corny. And then it's one of the things I want Baldur's Gate to add. I want the ability to have just like custom clothing, like layered armor or clothing over it. Okay. So that I can look like a ridiculous person, but still have all the bonuses of all my spells and stuff that's attached to gear. Um, because okay. that's that's what we want in games. Yeah. We want to look it? ridiculous while we yeah. do cool things, but still uh, be strong. And then counterpoint, there's of course uh, Lies of P, which continues the the FromSoft tradition of of uh, your your clothing really not making that huge of a difference. So you can kind of mm -hmm. just do the whole fashion souls thing. And uh, Ryan, you made a real ass of yourself in that game, huh? Yeah, literally, I wore uh, the ugly donkey mask for the entire game, and it was weird because I put it on in like the first half hour, and I was like, "Wow, this is really cool. I'm sure there's going to be tons more stuff like this." There wasn't, so I just wore it <laughs> the whole game. I changed my like you know, weird trench coat and cloak and stuff a lot. But like, for the most part, I was just dressed like a donkey, literally okay. until the very end. It was great Fair enough Had a good time. Uh, then there's uh, Diablo four, which I love because we got all these photos earlier screenshots people were posting uh, on their, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, whatever other characters, and they look like incredible. They're like the most detailed, amazing looking like, you know, barbarian fur, like druid tooth mm -hmm. necklaces. And you're like, Oh, my God, this character looks so sick. It's such a good, good design character. And then the majority of the game they're like the you know they're <laughs> the size of a wine cork running around on the screen you're like, you can't even see them that's just i don't know that's that diablo baldur's gate has that to a certain degree depending on how zoomed in you like to play mm -hmm. i had a good time uh the first with the first season me and a friend we did avatar themed characters and so i was cora so i dressed in like all brown furs and stuff like that and it was, it was pretty pretty liable and we just zoomed in and she did uh who did she do i was uh she was was she azula i believe she was azula okay or whatnot. so for those so. of you keeping track at home it was azula yeah i believe so um <laughs> i'm sorry no you're uh, good then there's street, street fighter 6 i think like street fighter usually people i like that they they always are like oh it's this season's street fighter outfit like and we're like oh you know ryu's got a beard this year wow mm -hmm. and then it's like guile's got a beard ew but they also added character customization and creation in this which is which is fun i don't know it's just like a very uh I guess it's a very streetwear forward, you know, series. I mean, Street Fighter 6 has a lot of really cool clothing. They did a really good job. Like all the clothing you could buy in the single player mode is really cool that you could customize your avatar with. I think, but also just the fact that you could completely create inhumane creatures that should never have seen the light of day in Street Fighter 6 um, is just miraculous. You know, yeah. I saw people that would like, there was like, they would take like those Oni masks, but they would increase the size like a thousand fold. So it was like covering their entire body. That's horrible. It's so, <laughs> that's, it's, I like, think that's was... the mark of a good character. Is you can make like the most beautiful, like idealized versions, but then you could also make just like, I don't know, uh, Sh Shrek's ass or whatever. Just like something <laughs> unthinkably horrible. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, this is, I, I was a big fan of the outfits and the hairstyles in Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, I yes. like specifically they had like, there's the mullet, which everyone loved. You can look like, you know, Joe Dirt with a lightsaber. But also the sort of nods to Kyle Katarn and Dash Rendar. Like there was the Outrider mm -hmm. armor, which was very much like I was, I something clicked and I was like, oh, I'm playing a modern Shadows of the Empire with lightsabers. I'm into it. So, so cool. Know. Yeah, so cool. That, that was such a nice thing, especially after like, uh, like I feel like they, they course corrected over from, over what they needed to from the first game in in such a great way because the first game was like i remember ponchos. yeah ponchos, it was just ponchos, ponchos, and, ponchos. They, and they just they add they apparently added those like at the finish line and uh, during game dev mm -hmm. and like they just wanted to put treasure chests all over the world and like it was just different colored ponchos and then in this one they're like 
nah, man, do whatever you want. Have a have a great time out there. Dress like Honchos a classic again. Star Wars character. Uh, now moving on. Uh, keeping with the, I I don't even know how you segue for that. Wettest liquid. What is the wettest liquid of 2023's <laughs> games? There's all kinds of liquids. People get worked up about the liquids in games. Sometimes people say the 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 water isn't wet enough. And Spider Man, yep. they zoom in on the yep. puddles. They don't like it. Uh. I want to point out that the big the big liquid in Spider-Man 2 this year was symbiote slime, which was all over the place. There was too much, yeah. too much of it. I didn't like it, but it, then I got part, rid of it. It was fine. There's a part where there's a lot, like which is interesting because there's a part in the beginning where there's a lot of sand, and the, obviously the opposite of sand is is wet. Yeah, so they did a, a lot, they did a lot of a lot of great stuff with <laughs> sands and liquids. We'll get to sand in a second. That's actually our next category, most sand. But first, uh I, it's sometimes a liquid. I guess if you get it hot it is. If it's uh, uh-huh. not too viscous, grease in Baldur's Gate 3. They hit uh substance from Baldur's yeah. Baldur's Grease 3. Speaking of which, there's also Gollum's wet hair and head. We don't need it's... to nominate Gollum for anything, do we? That's I I put it in there cuz I feel like it's not getting nominated for anything. And, that's fair you know the, one of the one alert. of the big reasons it's because is it's shit <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but i thought it was worth mentioning that he does look extremely wet in that game and then he has that he has like wet like the weird you know, like simpsons yeah. wiggles you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. i think it'd be really funny if like the one award that that game got was like a podcast beyond uh gave us the <laughs> award for wettest liquid and like what yeah. liquid <laughs> Thank you and for all can, of your they, awards. We're looking. They for can write it. the Beyonces on there, and then they could be in court with us too, and be like, "Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, what happened with that game, man? What's <laughs> uh, Gunk in Star Wars Jedi Survivor? Not to be confused with Gonk, the droids that go Gonk, but like <laughs> yeah, there's like that there's like that oil gunk grime that you yep. sometimes have to trudge through and there's, stuff. Yeah, like there's that. like a dude trying to scuba dive in it. You got to yeah, deal with that. Yeah. Sure, why yes. not? Yeah, I don't like that. It's yucky, but I do like paint. I think paint is beautiful, and it's all over Street Fighter Six. It's just covering the all over. The, you do you kick someone in the head, and there's just like paint flourishes everywhere. It's mm-hmm. such a nice, mm-hmm. I mean, colorful. Kimberly is a character literally uses spray paint as a weapon. So oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. I'm sure there's other liquids in games that people would love to tell us about. So you know, do that. Tell us. Let What's us know. Your wettest, your wettest liquid. Yeah. And now next up, <laughs> our next category, uh, the the enemy of the liquid, the sand. Which is yeah. like if mm-hmm. liquid was just small rocks. Sure, yep. Spider Man Two had a lot of that. They had a whole man of the sand. most. They had, they had so much had sand. Man. Man yeah, of I mean sand. more than I think more than games that are like desert levels because the sand was all over New York City where it shouldn't be, right? But I'll challenge I like, you. It, yeah, it, I I I don't know. We're we're all idiots and we played a lot of video games and we're able to detach from the reality. But I could not stop thinking about who had to clean that up. Because I have brain damage, but like it was just, it was too much. And it if it was just in sewers, one area, it would get all, mu- it would look all weird. It was on the roof, see- yeah. They go, how do you put get it on that the roof of a sixty-story yeah. building? How so, are you gonna get? We can push it on the street, and everybody's down there, and it's just falling on their faces. They're trying to get to work, basically. Yep. You know, you're sitting there having like a nice New York City hot dog, and all of a sudden, this a bucket of <laughs> sand falls sand. on it. <laughs> that would ruin so many hot dogs if there's just sand blowing around. The oh, vendors huh? on the the street vendors, man, they would have a they have a case. For is a hot dog a sandwich? Or is it, I don't is it sand? Is it just sand covered? <laughs> it is uh, anyway, there's also Atlas Fallen, which didn't get a ton of nominees, but nominations. But uh, JD, it's you're playing this right now. It's a game about sand. Like the whole plot is around how like sand has memory, and you're like sand surfing. It's literally your traversal ability is surfing on sand. Okay. Um, yeah. That looks you know, pretty cool. 
in a, in a conversation about things not getting enough nominations, I really hope Max gets his flowers for that is a hot dog a sandwich joke. That was, <laughs> that was very good. You deserve it. And a lot of people, they're going to listen to this show in their cars on the way to work. And then 12 hours later on the way home, they're going to be like, oh, I got it. <laughs> well, speaking of sandwiches, I think there's, isn't there like a playable sandwich in, in uh, Mortal Kombat? It is a sand ninja. Yes. Garrus is like <laughs> made of like the sands of time. I don't know if okay. he's a witch technically. Okay. He does have sure. magical powers and magic sand. Kind I of mean, they like, like announced that game with sand. They were like, a, when yeah. you think Mortal Kombat, you think of one thing sand in an hourglass. Yeah. Sandman time is passing. Sure. <laughs> I can see them do. I can see them doing. Well, not no, not sand. They do Candyman. I don't know. I guess Spider-Man 2 had a Sandy Man and a Candy Man when you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> there was also... He's uh, on fire! <laughs> <laughs> there was also Forspoken, uh, which I... Yeah, I mean... that, that There's had, a lot of... Yeah, it kind of came and went, but there was like there was a whole region that was like very sandy and like mountainous. So, so it's good. good Give it an award. It. Give it an award. It's not going to be gonna, else. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this here because I'm not going to say it on Nintendo voice chat where they're all going to get mad at me over there. I love you guys over there. I hosted your show for like three months this year. Great time. Good fans. Good stuff. Uh, the amount of crap we gave for Spoken for its dialogue versus the amount of times the flowers in Super Mario Wonder talk exactly like they do in Forspoken. No one talks <laughs> about it. Shame on you all. <laughs> also disney's wish is just 90 minutes of the forespoken mario flower talk too so that's oh the boy. that's the trifecta of just stop and it. honestly that it. is such a small like what we got in that trailer is like five percent of the dialogue in that i game. know and it like no, it's, but it's all everybody dogpiled on there's a castle in mario wonder where one of the flowers is like i guess i'm in a castle now how did i and it's like it's bad Stop. i get i mean i i'm used to having an i got like a fitbit and it's an annoying bracelet like it'll just yeah. buzz at me and i'm like oh did someone cool text me and it says no you've been sitting still too long i'm like this is i hate this future this is bad mm -hmm. uh all right. Or when and then, you get those emails that are like, you're on fire on LinkedIn. And you're like, I haven't gone there in months. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Let it burn. Uh, <laughs> also had sand, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, sand, uh, Star Wars and, and sand have a co complicated, uh, complicated relationship. Uh, Love props to them relationship. for it There's being a whole sandstorm. Uh, that's, yeah. That and it was, it was that, that's true. It did have a good, a good sand, sand adventure. Very good. Sand uh, yeah. And that was also then, props to them for doing it on Jedi and not on Tatooine because we've done yes. enough on Tatooine. But I'm excited to check out Tatooine and Star Wars Outlaws coming out next year from Ubisoft. <laughs> uh, and then also Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can't forget that. Set yep. in a whole land of sand. Sure. There it is. And uh, <laughs> next year we got Sandland. Look, this is going to be a hot category next year. There's going to be a lot of sandy yep. games. There's Sandland. Yep. Mm -hmm. Other games. Uh, Anyway, speaking, I mentioned Star Wars Outlaws, another big uh, open world Ubisoft game where you climb things and then probably liberate outposts that features uh, uh, known IP from popular Disney owned property. Uh, mm -hmm. The Navi in Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, who are, are notably blue, but they're not the only blue characters. And so we're given an award for the bluest character in games in 2023. This is the top not category. De not here. depressed, right? Not sad. Like We should have considered that. We should okay. have Alan Wake. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> Sonic, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog and Mega Man are both. You know, they're they're no brainers. They just you know they're like John Williams for like best score. They just have to show up and they're like you're probably yep. gonna walk out with an award. Like, hey, I'm blue. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> who, is, who is who? Do you think is bluer, Sonic or Mega Man? I think Mega Man is more blue by square inch footage of their body. I think technically I Mega Man. I don't. Is more Mega, blue. But Mega Man sometimes is not blue. Mega Man is constantly not blue. 
he like, well he switches to not blue but sonic also switches to not being blue sonic turns, turns yellow, yellow yeah, under like while, extreme yeah. circumstances um and it's when he has to pee and then mega man <laughs> turns every other color every level because like every time you beat a level it's like you got you know snake man power now you yeah, can be super green snakes. okay okay all right <laughs> the other wiggles everywhere the point. other the other nominees we already said not the navi from avatar front front avatar front front tours of pandera whatever it's called <laughs> <laughs> uh, i like it you, you have, what do you have to do on tuesday i gotta go on a camera and talk for an hour what do you what could go wrong and i say four words in a row improperly uh, tears of dandori <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah those those blue cat people I hope that game doesn't totally suck. I'm excited to fly around in a pterodactyl and be, be blue. The good thing is we, we we haven't played it yet. None of us. Uh, people at IGN have at preview events, but we haven't. But we can declaratively state that it definitely has blue characters in it. And probably yes. not a ton of sand, right? Mm -hmm. Mostly water. Maybe. It it could be, like it. There could jungly. be sand under the water at the bottom if you go down there. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> We'll find it out. Might just be enough. rocks. Yes. Yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. also, uh, again, really, really just showing up for Atlas Fallen. Jada, you put uh, NyQuil? Nile. Nile. Sorry. Nyquil. <laughs> Nyquil. is also blue or green. Nyquil can it's be green. Blue. It's green. It's, it's, which is a different color. <laughs> I booted up Atlas Fallen just like two or three nights ago. And imagine to my surprise that within huh? the first 30 seconds of booting this game up, I'm playing as a Navi. Literally, I am this blue dude that is like nine feet tall and has a ponytail down to my ankles. Like, I was like, how is this? How has nobody talked about this? Okay, like, fair enough. So, yeah. All right. Uh, another category, what, well, not category, another blue character is Bluey. Yeah. From the Bluey, the video game. I played a little bit of this and I was like, it's honestly such a drag that this is not uh, more solid. I think we gave it like a four out of 10. It's a, it is a literal baby game, but you know, baby games don't necessarily have to be terrible. And I feel like this one, mm -hmm. it has like a mini game where it's like the floor is lava and it's like very, very, very mild platforming. But like, if this is a game for children, I was like annoyed at how like, it's just got like kind of, you know, wonky platforming at parts. And I was like, this is right. You know, I'm going to put, you know, put this on the back burner for another two years. Cause my kid has no idea how to play this. And I don't know. It's one of the, like, you know, you have those like cute indie games where you, there's no, there's no like fail state or you can't, you know, you just kind of play with things. I feel like that could that could have been a, a mode here, but they didn't they didn't do that. But uh, who knows? Maybe they'll patch it. We got like a whole roadmap of Bluey post launch stuff. You know, they're gonna nerf he's the not bosses. Even, he's not that blue either. You know? No, that's like, true. He's, he's yeah. like a. I mean, he's like a dark blue and a light blue, and then like a really light blue. But like, yeah, no, the she's ba the background there is more blue than Bluey all right. is. So Bluey is disqualified because Brian <laughs> says, Brian, uh, you we talked about stupid uh, microtransactions. You paid five dollars to make RoboCop blue. Is that correct? I did. I'm an idiot and I'm part of the problem. Um, 20, <laughs> I would say that uh, 2023's uh, horse armor is uh, not a horse armor at all. It's actually a man and his name is Robert Kopman and you can play as him as RoboCop available now on your consoles. And yeah, I, I like the regular version of RoboCop. Again, first person game, you don't really see him much. No need to do this, but he appears in a lot of cutscenes, and most of them, like there's one where he's like in a video store and he's talking with his friend. There's, he, he does a lot of briefings at the police station where he stands there like a horse, like a, just a complete <laughs> idiot in the middle of the room and everyone else is doing important stuff. And he's just like, do you think it's okay that I still miss my wife? And he's like bright blue in my version because I paid five bucks. They also give you a gun. 
okay so, so out deal. of the box not one not a nominee for but blue is character but if you pay an extra five dollars it's a contender you can so write a five dollar pay a little Robocop green get a blue. get a lot of blue that's as we what say a value did they have any sales for cyber monday on blue robocop you know, no, they should have. Don't, that, don't, that, don't that, answer that. Don't. That don't feels like a match made in heaven. All right, now our final, our final category. This is uh, this is a big one. This is one of the biggest ones for the whatever we're calling this, the Game of the Year award categories that no one else is doing for obvious reasons. The best Avatar game of 2023, and the nominees are Avatar: The Frontiers of Pandora, Avatar: The Last Airbender: Quest for Balance, and The Smurfs 2: Prisoner of the Green Stone. I don't, I think what, what I don't know which, how Smurfs in this category. It's, but they're like little avatars. They're like little Did anyone play little Smurfs ones. or are we just a bunch of fake gamers? No, here? but no one got I, mad at it. You know what? I saw the gameplay video that Max did in his like November games and it looks like a pretty competent game. Not good enough for me to spend $40 on right now. Right. But if it's it from it's from Microid, the... so it could be a seven or an eight or something, maybe. It, I don't know. I don't think we As soon as that yeah. hits the PlayStation Plus collection, I will be playing Smurfs. I will be a prisoner of the Green of the Stone myself because I will be captured by that game as many charms. I don't know. I also love that the Avatar The Last Airbender was not apparently very good. People got bummed by that one. Mm -hmm. uh, and we haven't played Frontiers of Pandora yet, which I accidentally wrote twice on the nominees. It's so okay. that one's up for twice on account of the, the av those avatars are the largest. The Smurfs yeah. are very small. Smurfs. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, that's what, which could be the best avatar game. We'll have to find out soon enough. Uh, also, if anyone else has a suggestion for what is another good avatar game, it could be like an avatar creator where you create your, your favorite avatar, or it could be a game where you just uh, do sand bending or water bending or whatever it is they do in that show. Uh, I mean, I guess Diablo 4 could be a good avatar game if you decide to role play as av uh, avatar characters. Actually, technically, yeah, since I did make Korra, I was literally an avatar. Writing it in, it's a write-in yeah. book, Diablo 4. Yeah, if you have a car in uh, Forza that looks like a Na'vi, uh, it actually can't be nominated because this is a PlayStation show. Get that get that <laughs> blue car out of here. <laughs> uh, th that's it. Uh, those are the nominees <laughs> for all of the categories. We're open for more. This is a real, this is a real casual award show. We re really like to run a not um not very complicated one but I, I think we should maybe we can make some fake trophies you know give them out to games yeah and uh, call him on the phone see how he's doing over there jeff Keeley and i guess you know um uh, billy crystal whoever's hosting the academy awards this year little uh, tip you got there from max a great way to end your award show is just look right at the camera and go that's it <laughs> <laughs> I would, when you I ran would, out of stuff to say, just go, that's, that's about it. it. If well, you got any more ideas, is, let us know. Isn't that how you tell someone to get out of your house in the Midwest? You just go, well, you slap your <laughs> you knees. You stand up, you like, slap your knees, you stand up and go, that's well, it. All right. Well, that's it. <laughs> get out of my house. <laughs> We're over. It's done. Uh, all right. Thank you both for hanging out and goofing around. Uh, everybody <laughs> listening, watching, if you expected uh, a better uh, video audio product the week after Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. we've failed you, but we are having fun with these awards and we'd like your participation. We'd like to have some fun with that too. So hop on over to the beyond Facebook group or, uh, you know, shoot us an email beyond at IGN.com or jump at the comments on this video, whether you're watching on YouTube or on IGN. And, uh, you know, you can also just, uh, use the, what is it? Twi Twitter. Is it, we still use that? Try to yeah. use that. Good yeah, luck with that. Yeah. yeah. Hop on there, find out all sorts of great deals on, I keep getting that ad where it's like, this surgeon says, stop doing this to your blueberries. <laughs> I don't know what he wants me to stop doing. I don't what know. Blueberries. I don't know, but it's two words, blueberries. I'm like, okay. 
Fair enough. <laughs> AI generated surgeon ad on Twitter. Thank you. Uh, well, there's that's... like, it's always that like, do this. Doctors say you should do this to fix your stomach. And it's just like photos of the worms from Dune. <laughs> I, yeah. I this like this that episode eye. really has the energy of like the week between Christmas and New Year's. So apologies. We got if... we to do an episode for that too. That's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to anyway. be even more checked out. Yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong? We have uh, fun here. Yeah. We had fun. Um, Jada Bride, is there anything you want to plug specifically? Uh, let's see. Uh, no, ch I mean, check out our uh, Game Awards coverage. We're doing a live pre-show and post-show, uh, and then we'll stream the whole thing. So uh, we're going to have some fun people on that one. Um, I'm not one of them, but I'm helping produce it. And uh, we're working on another show right now that um, is kind of around a, a game you might enjoy where you should be hearing more about smurfs Two, prisoner of the green the stone yep, yeah i've right. been a prisoner yeah. of the that show for a while trying to get it off the ground but it's finally happening smurfs uh, excitement is at fever pitch they're nice describing. shooting son what's your name smurfy all right uh <laughs> yeah that's about i i put up the what is it the, the december's biggest games video of the year go check that out that's you know all of the game releases that you didn't know were happening and maybe some that we got right go check that out and uh on that note beyond Beyond. Beyond. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine. Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.